Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. Oh yes, this is episode 300. Man, <laughs> somebody requested the oh yes, and, and I had to provide, yes, I can still say it, uh, 300 episodes in. Man, well, let me tell you what, thank you so much for listening. It's because of your listen, like literally you right now listening to this showed up on the stats as a number, and that just encouraged me to like keep going. Now I love connecting with the people that I get a chance to interview and it, it it's almost like a multiplier effect knowing probably several other people on the planet are learning too at the same time. So it's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for just helping this whole process, helping me get to 300. There's so many people I'd love to thank. What I want to do is, is describe what this episode is. This episode is a special and it's kind of like a, a stroll down memory lane. And I'm really looking forward to going through this. My team over here, Ringmaster, has prepared 10 episodes based on most popular ones, as well as ones that um, I enjoyed the most and all that sort of magically combined. So great takeaways from the top 10 from the last year or so, plus some most requested ones from you, the listeners, all those things combined. And by the way, we're going to link to all of these episodes. So if I say something that, that strikes your curiosity and you want to listen to that particular episode, you could always come back to this one. You know where it's at, uh, but you may not be able to find these other episodes. So feel free to just click on through in the show notes. So all I know is it's going to be a nice little stroll for me down memory lane. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the person. And I'm just going to share with you some of the takeaways that I still remember up to even a year later, I suggested doing one across all 300 episodes. <laughs> that was shot down. Maybe we'll do that uh, for the next 100. I'm so happy to, to launch into this. And before we do get into our first guest, let me just thank everyone. Thank all of the previous pr producers for the show. So we're going we're gonna to thank all of you in the show notes. Thank you to all the team at Ringmaster. Thank you to friends and family and everyone that's just been there for me and said, yeah, podcasting is cool. We like what you're doing to keep doing it. In fact, teach us how to do it. I'm just so privileged to be able to first work with the Cheshire Impact team and now work with the Ringmaster team. It's just been such an honor. I'm excited for the next 300. Let's go. I'm going to try to film them all in one day. What do you guys think? 24 hour stream? <laughs> what is this Twitch? Well, anyways, that is it for me talking about it. Let's get to the first one. Okay, first one, Zach Slingsby, Zachary. You know, this guy is a legit filmmaker and an absolute badass at story, at storytelling. And one of the quotes I have here is a myth that I think is being destroyed everywhere is the idea that the best way to sell something is to talk about. It. Man, we had a, a killer episode because he talked about the emotion and the story and, and the arc that goes around selling something. It's not about talking about it itself. It's about the emotions that people are feeling. Man, he is an absolute badass. And to be able to talk to someone, it's almost like marketing adjacent, right? To talk to someone who is absolute expert in their field and who can teach us about story. And we can take that and infuse that into our marketing, into our sales. Absolute badass. I had so much fun talking to him. And man, 
go check it out. A myth that I think is now being destroyed everywhere is the idea that the best way to sell something is to talk about it. And I think that that's, that's something we take for granted. If you want to sell something, you have to talk about it. If a brand has a product that they want to sell, they have to talk about it all the time until people understand every possible facet and feature of it. I think that entertainment is the new advertising. I think that the Mad Men era is gone. I think that now if we want people to notice our brand, we can't run a commercial. Uh, we have to put on a show. And I think uh, that the, the folks who are doing that uh, are rewarded and the ones who are running ads and commercials like it's still 1960 or 1980 or 1990 or even 2000 are finding out that most of their money is being wasted. Next up, we have Scott Brinker. Scott alone made my year. This is the guy. Now, I've talked to him before. This is the second time. He's now back on the podcast for the second time. He is an absolute beast. He is Mr. Martech. He tracks the ecosystem, the industry of marketing technology. And you can imagine someone who's constantly at that 80,000 foot level looking at all the tools. And he's also at the 10,000 foot level because now he works at HubSpot, smart move HubSpot. He's like an analyst of analysts. He's one that I actually believe and trust. And so this was an episode, uh, an hour and a half. If he didn't have a hard stop, I probably would have talked to him all day. I asked him about everything. I asked him about categories. B2C categories, B2B categories, video. I asked him about all the things that he's seeing in the future. We talked about podcasting too. Where does podcasting technology fit? It's probably going to be around the video technology area, but man, tech around podcasts is, is taking off. Anyway, Scott, listening to this episode is like listening to understanding the past and an amazing foreshadowing of the future. So this age old myth of like, oh, well, it's either, you know, sweet or best of breed. Let's just smash that. We live in MarTech in a world of platform ecosystems. We see this across the MarTech industry. Right. Platform ecosystems, which are to say, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get all this functionality of these core platforms, which do tend to do a ton of things for you. But then for any sort of specialized need you have or something that's unique to your industry or your stage or your strategy or some new emerging technology, you now have the option to plug that into your platform. So you're getting all the innovation of the best of breed and you're getting all the coherence and the stability of the suite. And it is a platform ecosystem. David Breyer. David Breyer is a special, special man. He, he, ah, what? God, what do I even say about this guy? I'm like sort of reacting emotionally because one of the things is, I mean, he's absolutely a smart guy, but he takes branding and he teaches it through his own persona and his own personality. So he's been on other podcasts that we produce here. He has worn this hat that says brand and it's like shiny. It's like blinged out. And so I was like, oh, this is how you roll. So I went and I bought a hat and, and I customized it to say extra on the front of it. And then I painted it with some paint we used in the office and I was ready to show up when he came to, to my show. He actually didn't wear the hat right away. We didn't have that sort of like performancey, fun, silly, entertaining kind of conversation. We went hardcore on strategy around brand branding and how it really, it can turn around, you know, there's inferior customer service and there's outperforming customer service. One of his quotes was, there are inferior salespeople who outperform superior salespeople. The difference is brand. Inferior customer service people that outperform superior ones, brand. So brand is this like sneaky, not even an equalizer. It's a sneaky thing that where you actually win because of it. And 
And his conversation was fantastic. That's one that I would definitely go back and listen to myself again as well, because I was expecting like a show. And then he put the hat on for about five seconds uh, toward the end of it. And I put my hat on to match him, right? Respect the heck out of that guy because he can both be the showman, but then also be a teacher. And for me on that podcast, he was a teacher. And I, I really re- appreciate it. I don't know what about me vibed. I'm ready for a serious conversation about brand, uh, but he absolutely brought it. All these other shows, he was fun, but we just kept going deeper into the theory of strategy and brand and, and it was good. So anyways, check out David Breyer, find yourself a special hat and wear it when you listen to the episode. Bottom line is, is every day of the week, there are inferior salespeople who outperform superior salespeople. There are inferior customer per, customer service people that outperform superior customer service people. There are inferior service organizations that outperform superior ones and there are inferior products every day of the week that outperform superior products. How and why is that? The answer to that is a four letter word, branding. Why are, why yeah. are we being taught the answers? See, that's to me is the failure. Why are we being taught the answers? Why aren't we being taught the questions? Shannon Martin. Hey, Shannon. She's so friendly, right? She's so kind and caring and fun. She works at Podbean, which is literally hosting this podcast right now. So I don't know if I get bonus points for that Podbean. It's such like a small world to interview someone at a company that you're actively using and depending on and enjoy. And we started talking podcasting and You know, we've had a couple episodes in the Hardcore Marketing Show to talk about podcasting. Those that know me throughout the years, or you've heard the show for a long time, you know, I was talking marketing automation for a long time. Somewhere along the line, that infection of podcasting took me over and then was able to transition from Cheshire Impact to Ringmaster and just keep going wherever the passion was. And the passion is definitely in podcasting. So some of these episodes about podcasting slipped in there. It was more like whoever is cool or whoever could teach me. So Shannon and I, she's actually in Spain or something right now too. She works remote. She's constantly traveling, but we talked podcasting. And there's one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about. We didn't get a chance to talk about podcast internal podcasts. So I want to have her back on the show to talk about that. But while she was on, we did talk about how there's plenty of room for podcasts. So if you're listening to this and you don't have your own podcast, you should do that. And if your company doesn't have a podcast, you should do that. Now for your podcast, you can just rock that thing yourself on Anchor or YouTube. And for your company, you should hire my company for that. Oftentimes people are like, aren't there too many podcasts right now anyways? And I looked this up. There's a stat. There's 200 million blogs right now. And everyone said you need to blog. Any guesses how many podcasts there are? I'm going to have a sip of my Cherry bubbly to build the suspense. Two million ish podcasts. So if there's two million podcasts, it's certainly not oversaturated. And Shannon kept saying more ears are coming to podcasts every day. So the audience is growing. And two million in comparison to 200 million, it's a drop on the bucket. So you're still an early adopter if you pick up podcasting right now. And who, who would have thought, right? Especially if you're listening to this and you don't have your own podcast for your own marketing career, you should start one. Like literally start one today. Hit record, do a YouTube live. That's the best way to do it. Very light infrastructure. Do a YouTube live. Start recording. Start talking. Talking about the stuff in marketing that you love the most. Do that and tag me. Shoot me a note. 
Casey at ringmaster.com. I will be your first listener. And if I can join you live, I will totally join you live and I will comment and I will give you a woo woo and it'll be fun. So as long as you don't mind the distraction, then invite me. <laughs> if you don't want the distraction, invite me afterward and I'll give you a thumbs up and, I'll, and a, a view or two. Uh, but definitely start one, man. Um, if it's not your jam, it's not your jam, but you won't know to try it. And this conversation with Shannon was just fantastic. So definitely check her out. Get your own podcast. Let's go. It's not that you're fighting for a piece of the pie, uh, you know, and that there's more people fighting for that pie. It's that the pie is bigger because the amount of listeners listening, the people listening to podcasts and listening more regularly and, and all of that ha has also increased uh, more significantly. So there's, there's still plenty of room. Oh, yes. Christian Klepp. What can I say about my brother? We got hooked up, connected by a podcast booker. I'm a little skeptical. My son would say they're sus, podcast bookers, right? But I did work with one group that did and some of them are good, just to be fair. Don't burn me at the stake. But some of them are sus. And all the good bookers would know that because they're just trying to put people on your show. And so I'm constantly getting inundated with people that are being pushed onto this show. And I usually say no, unless they look just super fun or they're in the military and they were like Marines or something. And then obviously you have to come on here. But even then, there has to be a strong marketing connection. In reverse style, I hired a booker to test it out, throw me on some other podcasts. And they connected me with Christian and his podcast. And I got to say, we're going to link to it. We're going to link to his episode. And let's also link to his podcast because he plans questions in advance, customized to you. He thinks about what you're talking about and, and you can see him learning on the show. And I think that's, that's my style too. So when I felt that, I totally appreciated that, right? I've been on other podcasts where I feel like they're just trying to get through it. And then hopefully I promote it so their business gets a little promotion and it just feels rote and mechanical. Not Christian. This guy, he has a company. He has a consulting company. It's all about branding. He can help you. Um, but that doesn't come up. It's not about him. He, he literally makes it about the guests. So we had on, on his show, I had a great time and then I had to have him on my show. And I got to tell you, <laughs> this is a smart guy because I was on his show and I was probably entertaining with some great quotes and thoughts. But when I had him on my show, we talked about branding and also deep and detailed, but in a different direction. The guy has a framework. The guy has a system. What's fascinating is he starts out by saying what brand is, but also what it isn't. It's like, it's not your logo. It's not your website. It's not an ad. You're like, what? then what is it? Well, to find out, you're going to have to go listen to the episode and definitely check out his podcast. He puts so much effort into it that it's worth it. Let me start by telling the listeners out there what a brand is not. Okay. Let's start with that, right? A brand is not your logo. A brand is not your website. A brand is not an ad, right? Your brand is not your swag. And Probably by this point in the conversation, people listening to this are going, are you freaking nuts? Of course, that's part of branding. Right. And I'm going to say that is the end result of branding. Right. That's an outcome of branding. That in itself is not your brand. Bear with me here for a second, because I'm going to I'm going to go real deep. Real yeah, man, quick. let's do it. Right. Let's do it. A brand essentially is a collection of perceptions that your customers, 
that your stakeholders and your partners have of your company, the products and services you provide, and the values that your company represents and that your company believes in. Ashton Moore. I met Ashton at an event. And I got to say, he's like the Southern gentleman, nice guy. And so smart. It's like a disguise. He's so nice and friendly. He's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. But beneath that surface, he is a mathematical wizard. And he actually owns something like eight or nine businesses, one being a marketing agency. And he also has an accounting agency. And I understand why after getting to know him, because he really understands his numbers. So this is the episode to check out, Ashton's episode, where we talk numbers, a model around marketing. And this is the guy when people say, how much should I spend on marketing as a company? Well, he, he has the number, he, the percentage, 10, 20%, whatever it is, but he also understands how much you need to acquire a customer for. And so anyways, check out his episode. He's a great guy. It was an entertaining episode. Even listening to it will scratch the surface for you on going deep on numbers and ROI. I say that to say marketing can sell a product that nobody wants, but it's going to cost you 10 times more than the return that you get on that sale. So if you have a $10 item, um, it'll cost you $100 to get people to buy the thing. And then you don't really have a business. And is, a, right. is, a, is, that, a, is that even a product? I don't think so. Erica Seidel. This is another interesting episode for me. And I can see why it's popular. One, because she's popular. And two, because she is a recruiter and she specializes in marketing. So if you're listening to this and you like to get a job or a new job in marketing, listen to this episode. If you are a marketing leader or CMO and you're hiring marketers, listen to this episode. We addressed both people in it. And it was fascinating. It was fascinating as a marketer, listening to her advice and going, yep, I've experienced that too. And as a marketing leader saying, hmm, yes, I need to hire that. So yeah, great episode. Uh, I won't say much more than that other than it's all about preparing for the conversations you're going to have. Don't just hop into an interview. You need to prepare for it. And there's this other tip that I, I heard probably on like an Instagram or like a YouTube reel, but it's so smart, so clever. At the end of an interview, when people say, do you have any questions? Almost everyone, and this is true, this is what I've experienced. Almost everyone says, no, you've covered everything. You're amazing. I appreciate the compliment. Have a question. Have a question at the end. And for those that are doing hiring, pay attention to people that have a question at the end. And the best question to ask at the end is, in a year's time, what does success look like? Or after a year, if I'm doing this successfully, what does it look like? Something like that. Ask about what success looks like to get them thinking about it. And also it'll tell you what you need to do. The difference between the CMO that gets the job and the CMO that doesn't. It's like the CMO that gets the job is the one that the CEO can trust to kind of say like, oh, you know, I, I don't understand this. I, you know, help me think about it in a different way that, that also feels comfortable to me. Again, there's that peacemaker thing that I don't want to be too scared. So it's like, help me get from point A to point E, but don't go straight there. You know, and that's why that those conversations of like the pull up the chair and what you would say next, I think this is where marketers need to spend their time. How do they prepare for those conversations? So next up, Jen Allen. Do you guys know Jen Allen? If you don't, you're about to. And if you do, you're probably nodding your head with me. 
She's an absolute badass. She is a sales monster. She's been doing sales for a long time. And she actually took on the role of the evangelist for the challenger company. And the challenger company are the people, it's based around that book, Challenger Sale. And if you haven't read Challenger Sale, please add that to your list. It is a great book. It flips sales on its head. And it's actually how I naturally sell. And I didn't even realize it. I tend to like do things and I'm not really sure why. After reading this, I was like, oh, I understand why. And I'll do more of that now. It's all about challenging the customer. And the customer is not always right in challenger sale. You're trying to flip things on the head. But when I was talking to Jen, the, the thing that was really interesting to me was that she emphasized the price of inaction. So it's not about telling people about how amazing things will be when they buy your product or service. It's about how terrible they're going to be if they don't. What is the cost of inaction? COI. So instead of thinking of ROI, think of COI. And I've been on 300 podcasts apparently. And man, <laughs> did that just grab me. And I thought, yep, I've, I've probably heard that concept before, but the idea of just giving it a little acronym and making it simple, what is the cost of an action for this customer? In no growth, decline, company blows up. What happens? Not only was it a, a very inspiring episode, but when I'm asking questions, I'm not making up random questions. I'm literally asking for myself. So when I was talking to Jen, I was thinking about my own challenges right now. So I now I'm transitioning over to Ringmaster. I'm doing a lot of the sales for our podcast company and podcast production company. And I don't have any sort of sales tricks and you don't really need them. But Jen gave me some great coaching. So when you hear my questions, understand the context is me learning from her saying, like, I really need to apply this like today on a sales call right after this podcast, right? So um, absolutely fantastic conversation with her. She was an absolute badass. And I can tell she is a great evangelist for the Challenger group. So if you're feeling a little gray or it's starting to get a little rainy in the fall weather coming up here, the leaves are falling off the tree. Go put on Jen's episode and hear an evangelist talk about and teach about how to do sales the right way. I'm a big believer that I should not be having the customer tell me anything that's publicly available. And instead of going in and saying, I know this, this, and this about your business, which sounds incredibly pompous. What I say is I'm appreciative of you making the time today. I spent some time looking at your business and there's a couple things I noticed um, observations I have, but first and foremost, I want to make sure what I'm missing, right? Cause I know publicly available information isn't the total picture. So here are the things I'm noticing that you're trying to achieve and how it appears that you're trying to get there. But like, what have I missed in my own research? And you immediately set a tone that you are not so naive that you think you have all the answers as someone who doesn't work within their four walls. And you have everything, the problem that they are spending nights waking up thinking about, like you've got it all figured out. Like that's a naive motion that I made all the time. Martin Toma. Now this is an episode you'll want to check out. This is another one of those hair on fire. Well, whatever I got left, hair on fire. Uh, this is another one of those sit down afterward, but also be so thankful and gracious. A couple of years back, I had a privilege of interviewing a professor of marketing from Wharton. And that was an hour and a half class, one-on-one class. And it was awesome. Martin Toma gave me the same vibes. He is a brand leadership strategist. And from down there in Little Rock, Arkansas, he is a really nice guy, but man, is he smart. 
and decades of experience. And talking to someone who's been doing branding for probably three or four decades, there's not a lot of small talk around the concepts. They're pretty figured out, right? They're pretty figured out. Martin is an absolutely fantastic guy. Uh, the thing with brand that I found fantastic from him, and, and I've heard this from several other people, but he really explained and showed me how, is that brand doesn't start with the logo. Like Christian was saying, but he actually says it's not a marketing thing. Martin actually says it's not marketing. This shouldn't be a marketing device strategy. Shouldn't even be in the realm of marketing. We shouldn't own it in marketing. Martin says the CEO should. And the reason why is because you need the entire company to follow suit. You can't have one group saying something and the other group doesn't do it. And he mentioned this great story about a bank that came up with some branding with him. And then the whole company was incentivized and, and focused on anytime someone comes in, offer them a chair, like pull up a chair. We're here to answer your questions. Now, if you just advertise that and don't actually follow through on it, well, then now you got an issue. But the good news is they, they didn't. And it improved things dramatically and the bank grew and went through the stratosphere. Martin was describing this experience and how brand can really make a change. I'm literally thinking back to my terrible experience with citizens and thinking, oh, they missed an opportunity if they had only talked to Martin and worked with him. We need to have a crystalline, differentiated, compelling brand position because we recognize that a brand is an asset and it's going to, uh, I call it move markets. You know, a good brand drives revenue, drives customers, it drives talent. You know, a good brand drives all kinds of favorable outcomes in an organization that all CEOs want for their organization. Yeah. You know, they want to acquire and retain the best talent. The best companies have the best talent. Companies with the best talent win. It's pretty damn simple. Last and not least, for sure, Wes Matthews. Wes is a super humble guy and he gets on here, but he's grown his marketing company to the stratosphere. I mean, triple dipple digit growth and hiring people and he's sold companies and he's a very successful marketer and entrepreneur. And he's on the podcast with me. Like I was saying with the Martin episode, when people have done something for a while and they figured out how to make it work, it's not a surprise anymore. Right. And you can repeat it. It's almost like when you, you know how to cook something that you're really good at cooking you're like, yeah, I can do that. And people go, wow, look at you cooking that thing. Holy moly. And you're like, yeah, it's just a, a process I follow every time. I do it the same way every time. Well, Wes has this process, his way of looking at scaling a company, and it's based on customer acquisition costs. So Wes, again, really nice, humble guy, very down to earth. But then when you start talking to him, you realize, okay, all you got to do is just figure out the math for your funnel, figure out the math for your customer acquisition costs and make sure that you're optimizing that. And once you figure out what that number is, you put as much money into that as possible and you get regular, repeatable, predictable growth. And so it was a fantastic episode. I highly recommend it. Definitely click into it. Enjoy this one. It's all about quality. Um, it's, it's actually about uh, conversions, right? So like you could tell me, hey, we're going to show your ad to a million people. But if those million people aren't going to take action and do anything with that advertisement, it means nothing to me. And I see oftentimes, you know, we do a lot in the home services space. This is what they're sold. They're sold like, hey, we're going to, you know, put you here and do all this. And you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for these impressions. 
And then they come to us and they're like upset or they're burnt and they're like, we've tried marketing, we tried all these things, you know, we, we got a million instances here, yet we got nothing. And for me, it's kind of funny, because it's like, you know, we just have to, you know, you have to really define your target audience, yeah. get in front of that audience and have a clear call to action. Like, what's the hook? You know, why do people care? What's the next 100 look like? I contemplated doing an interview on a helicopter and I invited a few people. They didn't write back to me yet because I'm not sure why. It's a hardcore marketing show. Let's go. But you know what? The seed has been planted. So I will promise you sometime within the next 100 episodes, I am definitely going to interview someone on a helicopter. And that's not easy because helicopters are noisy AF. But I think if we use the headsets from the aircraft, we can probably make that happen. And I was trying to figure out who to interview on an aircraft. So if you have any ideas, shoot me an email, casey at ringmaster.com. It's for either that particular interview, the helicopter thing, or if you know someone else you recommend, or maybe you are just brilliant and you should be on here. If you have any ideas, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for enjoying this ride with me. I hope you've enjoyed the clips. Shout out to Jess, our new producer for the show for editing and putting it all together. I'm excited. 300 is such a crazy number. It'll probably seem small when we get to 600. I don't know. I don't know where this thing goes, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm along for the ride and I can't wait to, to continue learning marketing and staying in the loop and staying in, in front of the crowd so that we can just do some amazing marketing things and change the world really for the better. So with that, this has been another exciting episode of the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will see you all next time.